0: Hello, and welcome to the Mockstars Podcast, everybody. My name is Jordan Garcia. I'm one of your hosts here. Uh, We're here to talk about magic today, but I am not alone. I'm joined by my two esteemed friends and colleagues, Evan Kunai.
1: Ah! Hey, what's up, dude?
0: Yo, what's up, brother?
2: Uh, The opposite of that energy.
0: Whatever the opposite and antithesis of whatever the fuck that was. The rest of the episode that's
1: good energy, baby. <laughs> it's just the day it, it F, was
0: energy, F. it was a energy, it was certainly enthusiastic. I don't know if you can see all that. In these guys too. It was certainly energy. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, well, uh, we're not just a podcast that screams in your face, we actually talk about magic more often than screaming in your face, but sometimes you're gonna get both. Uh, our episode today, we're talking about card evaluation. We've been doing lots of constructed lately, commander as per usual. Uh, tons and tons of drafts like we're just kind of draft fiends right now i feel like so this is just a great kind of eternal conversation to be having about like what do you think of when you see a new card like you're what are you targeting how do you assess cards when you see ones in a draft when you're just going in blind you know how does that change over time um and but before we get started with that all of our links to our socials down below go follow them There's a link tree that nobody looks at. You can go through that. Find us on YouTube. Give us a little like and subscribe. Future Patreon, stand by. Uh, And we have also intro topic. We just had some spicy, spicy drops come out today. We have pretty much, I think this is the full release and spoilers. I don't know if we call them spoilers, but of the secret layer that is coming out. We're calling this the secret layer super drop 9,150%. What are we calling this?
1: The December Super Drop 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 Yes.
0: The December Super Drop 2022. Um I don't know, we've been I feel like we've been cooling on Secret Layer lately, but
1: they found some stuff to reel us
0: back in.
1: Yeah, this one is actually a lot of fun. I love the styles and I uh kinda dig the card selection for reprints. Yeah. Finally get some decent reprints. That's
2: something we some, Yeah, some interesting choices. There's uh you know I, you know, I'm gonna save this bomb for later. We're saving a bomb. Okay, saving a bomb. All
0: right. Well, let's start by looking at the, like the uh, individual sets in this super drop. Okay, we have a artist whose name I can't pronounce, uh, but they got a pretty sick land cycle because we love spending forty dollars on lands. You can try to pronounce it. What's a
2: Kozidan or something?
0: Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I just can't find it on my laptop. So if you want to pull it up no, and you're say just his
2: name, not trying. Uh, I'm gonna uh, say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna okay, say Okay. Cos- right <laughs> <laughs> it's literally <Yeah>. right
1: but, <laughs> Yes, that does
0: look right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so yeah, if
0: you like spending $40 on five lands, that is an option to you.
1: I think we can. it's a good place to start with this one because the basic land, whatever package they bundle in, the basic land package is just never worth it. I just I feel Unless sorry. Unless it's the Godzilla the, lands. Yeah, the Godzilla lands. I do wish I could go back and get those. I do wish I could go back and get the heavy metal, like basic those lands. Are those are hot. They're like $40 a piece for foils. Ish. Yeah,
2: where a- do you draw the line on spending 10 bucks a piece on a basic land? Yeah. Like, how yeah. cool does it have to be?
0: It's got to be really fucking
2: cool. Like, we can all agree that heavy metal is cool, that Godzilla is cool. Yes, this uh, is not cool. You know, it, yeah, you got to be an artist. It's got to be an artist that you love. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Credit to the artist here. Like, they look it is, good. It, they look good. The art's it's great. great art.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. It's just it's got to be above and beyond to compete with the basic market these days. Yeah,
2: they got to look. Sook. Uh, you know, ten dollars is a huge price markup on uh, zero dollars. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. until you know.
1: they until they're able to, like, reformat this website to say, like, hey, I just want five of these islands or I want a mix and a blend and I don't want to have to buy eight of these. So I can get all of the basic lands I need for my Pioneer deck. Or I
0: think that should be their one exception with the lands.
1: That's the thing they should change. Yes. Basic
0: lands, I should be able to just like... I wouldn't be like I have all these different decks and these I love this. Sorry, let me just get forty of these, thirty of these, twenty of these. Like I think you'd get so much more money than trying to spend forty dollars. Yeah, on and maybe
1: five dollars a piece instead of ten dollars a piece. Oh yeah, yeah, really you know, talking. You
2: get twenty of them for a hundred bucks. I'm I'm sure a lot of people would pull the trigger at that price point. Mm-hmm. Like, yes,
1: and here is something that's been coming up more and. more. More often, now that, like, I guess the shipping prices overseas are kind of absurd for these. Mm-hmm. And you know what would you want to be nice? Is if, uh, because this uh, secret layer drop has something specifically that has been pissing a lot of people off over in the UK. I just saw this on Reddit. They marked down, because you know how they list, like, the price of what it is, and then they cross it out. And then they put a, a more uh, attractive price, of you know, right next to it. Like Everything's on sale. What we're, yeah, it's what's on sale. It's what we're actually charging. Well... This uh, bundle, the Transformers bundle, they actually marked it down just enough, like a dollar, to make it underneath the free shipping threshold. Oh, boy. Love that. Yeah, just subverting that, that free shipping. So, do you want to be really great Wizards of the Coast? While I'm praising you for this, I should also criticize you for this, but you should have it so that we can buy single lands for $5 a piece so that we can... Just edge above that free shipping threshold to, you know, for customer satisfaction. How about that? Just as a, a simple reason. It
0: also just strikes me as a better
2: business model.
1: Yeah, maybe a less predatory one.
2: Yeah, for sure. I don't know if that's their vibe, <laughs> you know, less predatory. The well, trend has been more. We're going to cut say. it just
0: underneath shipping. So we like a predatory an... business model and we stand for
1: it. So, so that you order another $30 bundle and, uh, you know, you you don't miss the thirty dollars, do you?
0: Okay, so the same artist that did the basic lands that we just shit on for the last five minutes did a Real Cycle. Uh and I want to talk about it. I think it's one of the better value ones. Uh I will say up front that I don't think it's worth spending three hundred and fifty dollars to get the whole 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 super drop. Uh but this one, you might want to, you know, buy a few individual uh packs. This one is pretty sweet. We have rapid hybridization. Sorry, what is the artist's name again?
2: uh Kozendan. Thank um, you. We're going to go with Kozendan. That's what we're sticking. And and actually kind of interrupt you. This is, it's time for the bomb while we were talking about it. Hit with the bomb. I thought about it again and I bought this secret layer. Whoa! Boom. This is secret layer number 2 on number the book. Number 2. I'm still I I bought uh n- <gasps> the first one was Junji Ito. I am still waiting for that to arrive. I have not even received a shipping confirmation that I was supposed to ship around Thanksgiving, right? Oh,
0: didn't you know that they're uh, too busy putting out new secret layers? Oh, yeah, that's probably it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. shout out
0: to everybody the yeah i, <laughs> the I commander precon.
2: so you know i i know sometimes you can wait a year or more for a secret lair uh gotta get that sick yeah, ass with, coin yeah with uh nothing to compensate you for your lost time <laughs> uh but yeah so uh, i pulled I the trigger on it. it there was an on I, this one. I thought about it yeah yeah nice,
1: congratulations
0: yeah uh it has a Sarah send it, which i'm pretty sure there's only one foil ever and i think it's 80 dollars or something like that there's, right now
1: i think there's two foils okay they were Printed a couple times in Modern Masters.
0: Okay. Uh, still super expensive. Uh, rapid Hybridization, which you don't see a lot, and the foil does get up there. Uh, the Demonic Consultation, which is a big boy for me.
2: New Bingo. art of, oh, man, the original printing from Ice Age, that art sucks.
0: Yeah, especially, yeah. like, I mean, obviously, like, I in my CDH deck, I have that combo, uh, and I have the Borderless Foil, Thassa's Oracle. I have the sweet Double Masters Box Topper Tainted Pack, but what I don't have... Or not Double Masters Box Topper. It's the uh, Strixhaven Japanese Archive. Yeah, yeah. Was where that is That the is balls. a sweet yeah, yeah, Tainted that Pack. That was yeah. sick, but then I have to cast the dumbass, like, non-foiled, bad yeah, art.
2: Uh, Age had a lot of bad art, and demonic yeah. consultation is one of the weaker key arts. Well, this that. is... Yeah, and yeah. this is
1: like... It's not a significant upgrade. I do think it's a necessary reprint, but the like comparing, like, I guess another card that had a terrible artwork for a long time and it was a necessary staple Mystic Remora. Yeah, talk about highs and lows right there. Yeah, you know, and then they reprint it and it's like give it one of the greatest artworks, top tier, like, one of the top best, caliber, like, so artworks. It's one of the best ever. And you reprint the Demonic Consultation. And while it is a really unique style, I think it's a really great card. Um, I don't know. For me, it doesn't hit as hard as the Mystic Ramar did. Mystic- yeah, I
2: mean, you're not a you're not a uh, black mana that's guy. You're bad. not casting demonic consultation in your lifetime, I think.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> that's actually probably a fair point. Uh, all right, so
2: what else we got? Uh Land of War this... Elves and yeah, of War uh, Winds of Change, which that's is a right. fun card. Oh, that's
1: a card I'll cast.
2: Yeah, yeah oh, for sure.
0: I mean... It's only been printed, I
2: think, one time. Twi- uh, twice? Uh, uh, no, times, uh, Winds of yeah. Change. It has the rig- original printing, and then I think it got hit with Chronicles and like. It's like okay, a th- so he's th- th- it. Th- 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 it has some. Up, though. It has some white border printings that it has, aren't so attractive. But yeah, yeah, nobody it has wants one
1: yeah. black border print, which right. is where it, that is what is important. I see. Which because, has a decent art.
2: I, yeah. I like that art.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do too. It's the only one I bought, and. Uh, it, I'm lucky I did I got it for like 10 bucks and yeah, this like one... 45 and I'm just like yeah thank you I just wanted the black border honestly
0: yeah that one looks sick uh, and then uh, moving on we have a Frank
1: Franzetta Ooh, set, which
0: uh, great shout artist shout out uh, old school like just fantasy artists in
2: general
1: one yeah. of the greatest to ever do it
2: yeah Pretty hugely much. influential yeah. illustrator like uh, I when I was in New York last time I saw some of his art in person just like incredible line work like truly impressive like one of the greatest all times, if you've never heard of this guy, look it or up. Or look it up. Definitely you're going to recognize some of the key images because it's been reprinted everywhere. It's uh w- some of the cool shit <laughs> that yeah. that's ever been drawn. A little yep.
0: aside, do you guys know Death Saves, the clothing brand?
2: Yep. Uh Joe Manganiello. it's his whole
0: like DD meets streetwear metal band T vibe. Um, and he had a whole Frank Vanzetta set, and like the shirts were awesome. Okay, I kind of want something from And you. I think everybody listening to this should go spend money on that than on this secret layer of the yeah I know or for sure
2: or from the uh, Frazetta estate it's still like controlled by his daughters and everything like spend money on that the the you know I'm just saying that the cars that they chose are like man I don't like, think the value you know, is yeah I, I mean question mark we can list off the cards but like you know as much as, as psyched as we all were for this guy's art and as much mm-hmm. as we're talking him up talking them up would have taken one decent card wouldn't even need value one playable card for me to pull the pull the trigger on this. Give him the demonic consultation? Imagine yeah. that. Oh, my Whoa, God. Imagine that. now that
1: would have been crazy. You could have just printed the dark ritual as demonic consultation. Seriously. I would have just... I would have bought... I would have bought Seriously. the whole thing. For,
2: for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got dark ritual in there, but I mean, value proposition times? again. Yeah. Like, uh, How many times have they I mean, printed? Paying, paying 50 lands. bucks to get this bundle for a dark ritual versus paying 25 cents. Yeah, basic plans yeah. are yeah.
1: playable. Like, we're not saying that nothing in this set is... Or in this drop is is playable, like, Dark Ritual is clearly playable. There are a couple of cards. There's Temporal that are Manipulation,
0: playable. which you know is popular, and then you'd get a foil version of that. Field Marshal. I mean, yeah, if ben you're playing the day. I guess. Yeah, yeah and, but I will say the Temporal Manipulation art with this like Trumpeteer, he's like awesome, awesome, awesome. But I just think there could have been
1: so many better reprints
0: yep. to like, take advantage of having such an esteemed artist on. For I mean,
2: sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure. The Field Marshal
1: is only really great. It's
2: Give us a Liliana or something. Yeah, that you know, would have yes, been sick.
1: 100%. Yeah, so. the Field, the field Marshal there has value, I think it more in constructed than it does commander we're just looking at this and i think that like in general secret lair is built to satisfy the commander fan base because they're only giving you one copy of any card which just coincidentally is all you need for commander decks. so like for constructed fans people who want to play this field marshal in the up-and-coming soldier builds it just you know it's going to be a hard pill to swallow to either spend the money on the singles or buy four of these drops because that is an artwork that I would want in every single sol- soldier deck that I'm building and constructed. For every single one. Yeah. it. it I just look at it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's good. Uh, okay. So moving on, then we have the really boring Eldrazi set. I don't know. That's, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I, I don't <coughs> care about Eldrazi. No. I don't think the art's that interesting. To me, it just looks like exactly like all the other Eldrazi art.
2: It does. Uh, yeah. I mean, it the, that art was not in need of an upgrade, it's I nice. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it's nice they reprinted Thought Not Seer, like C's play and modern. Sometimes, okay, I don't, don't mind the
0: borders, like the lack of borders and the way they did the framing on it, but I just think.
1: Meh, I've seen it. It's not uh, anything
0: new. I don't know why it's been $40. I think it. they're all, there's not even a freaking Kozilek in here.
1: I think it's a landscape thing, too. I think they
2: all connect in a landscape. It's like
0: Inquisition of Kozilek, Thought Not Seer, Reality Smasher. Can we just print the three cheapest to get your hands on Eldrazi possible? Yeah, I mean, well, there's plenty of
2: I, there's plenty of Tron players or something that, that want this, maybe. I mean, it's just yeah, not for us. Go nuts. Yeah. Go nuts.
0: All right, moving on to something way more interesting. Um and believe it or not it has an Ulamog in it. Yeah. Bum,
1: bum, bum. This um, is my is. favorite. Yeah. From, uh, I think
0: I think this is really cool. This just add milk where it has the front and back and they're like cereal boxes. Yes, yeah, so there's even a word search on the back of the Galta. Yeah, so we have Galta, Itali, and Ulamog. Um you only get four cards in this set, I guess because or three cards in the set, I guess because they had to go through the labor of printing another art on the back. They're
1: double sided, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing like I don't think that it actually deters me from wanting to buy this either like just the fact that there's three it's because the artworks are so cool the creativity
0: the art through the roof fucking great I yeah
1: i'll say through the roof on this the, one but sure it reminds me of like a saturday morning i'm watching cartoons and i'm eating cereal I'm yeah back the Itali, on- yeah the vibes yeah. are right there yeah yes.
0: uh and like
1: i think galt is pretty
0: expensive ulamag is definitely expensive Itali's not but it is the best Art, I guess you could say for a tally. <laughs> uh, I will say I love the uh, all the info for the card being in the nutritional text mm-hmm. in the yes. backs, in the back. Uh, I think it's
1: freaking awesome. So yeah, this is one of the most unique sets we've seen in a long time. Hundred percent. Uh, this is
0: why this like secret layer should be existing. It's not just right. to like fucking milk every last drop out of your customer base. It's Pun to intended, do
1: because I'm gonna buy like four of them. Just days. add, hey,
0: uh, just add consumer milk. Mm, uh, consumer milk. Uh, Yeah, I think they should keep doing cool shit like this. Yeah. Great. Moving on. We have this thing. No idea what it's called. It is all mono blue stuff except for Well of Lost Dreams. We got a Force Fruition. Nobody's going to play that. Future Sight, same deal. Minds Dilation, sure. Mental Mistup, I'm kind of into that.
1: Yeah, I... I think the original artwork is just so savage and awesome that this artwork it is just kind of misses the mark. True, 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 true. You know, like, I feel that. Yeah, Jordan does alters, and he did an alter on a mental misstep that just like expanded the border, and I think that I like is that. ultimately what I want from <laughs> an, an artwork for mental misstep. But this one is cute. It's quirky. It's got a
0: little black cat on it.
1: Yeah, it fits the vibe and of the drop, not of what the card actually does. Correct. But the flavor text is also really good,
0: too. It is pretty great. It's it got a black cat on it, and it says... Pause, P-A-W-S. Stop them. Very Counterspell vibe, but with a cat flair.
1: You can say collaborate and listen when you you cast that, I guess. I don't
0: know. Okay, moving on. We have one I'm a little bit more excited about, I will say. This is probably one, if I'm going to buy any of these up front, it's going to be this one. Uh, It's more of these retro border, retro text Planeswalkers. Um, A few key differences being, I don't know, to me, better Planeswalkers. And also, uh, the text is less, uh, terrible. Yeah. Better formatting. Yeah. The formatting, like the old text before it was just, uh, I wanted to bash my brains into the wall. Um, it's yeah. a little more palatable now.
2: Yeah. Narset Parter of Veils. Yes. Who Shakes the World. And Tezzeret Agent of Bullets. Those are all relatively playable. Yeah, and I like that
0: they're doing all of the uh the retro effects on the borders, like the old school mm-hmm. blue and green. Love that. Like I I'm a blue magic player always. And like the retro blue is
1: Foil is like one of the best parts about Magic for me. Let's hope they just don't single layer the foil here and foil over oh, the they image. Will. I really hope that the images are not foil and that- Or they're on a different layer. F- yeah, or on a different layer. Uh, um, I will say the yeah. Narset art is fucking awesome,
2: though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great art on uh, on all of these. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that really Narset is, uh, is very so good. Yeah, yeah,
1: even the Tezzeret artwork, I saw it and I was just like, wow. Just like and freaking wow.
0: Foil Narsets ain't cheap. Nope. One of that that foil Japanese Narset is one of like the most expensive cards ever.
1: Yeah, I think the Narset, if you look at comparatively to how Narsets are priced right now, the part of Veils as foils, this whole drop is worth worth it for just like trying to get your hands on one of those. Also, Nisu Shakes the World definitely sees play. Yeah. I think it's that's also a great card. Yeah. It creates a 3-3 vigilance trample for permanently on yeah. your lands.
0: Uh I mean if they make a Matt with that Narset art, I wouldn't have a hard time not buying it. Yeah, it's they, so, good. so
1: Ultra Pro chooses the most questionable secret layers <laughs> that <Lats> Matt <laughs> right. out of, and they chose this time to make it out of the Transformers drops. Oh, uh, I like, love that. It's the that. saddest thing in the world. Oh, love like, that. You yeah. have so many cool artworks right here. Love that. And you chose to, the worst, the love worst possible love one. Love
0: that. Okay, moving on, because that makes me mad. Uh, we're talking about this little cool acid trippy mushroom spore vibe. Fungus thing. Thank you. Fungus uh, thing. The fungus thing. Yes. So we are looking at uh, abundant growth. I will say I love the art on these. The art on yep. these is
2: sick. Yep, yep.
0: So we're looking at abundant growth, micloth. Gave, Slimefoot the Stowaway, and you get a Saperling token. That's right! One of your cards is a token! But this is going to be one of the
1: most expensive tokens on tokens on the market. Uh, but it's just afterwards. a
0: token! I will say the art is absolutely sick. Anything
1: to say here, guys?
2: I'm not going to play any will of will just cards. buy the Abundant yeah, so single. I mean, this is not competitive CDH, but Definitely EDH playable stuff. Totally. Yeah, yeah. This is what, tons of
1: people get play Gave. This is the artwork that that slime secret layer drop should have had, like the same style. The Mikeloth
0: art blows my mind. It yeah, looks so, so dope. Cool. So cool.
1: Um, Even the Gave is just incredibly well done. So yeah. That Cthulhu vibe. Very cool.
0: But uh, as we all know, green's the worst color in Magic, and I won't play any of this. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, this is probably my biggest miss of the set. Wizards of the Street? Wizards of the street, really.
2: Because my question is, Evan, how many of these are you buying? Not buying any of them. You're not buying any of these? I'm not buying any of it. Like, yeah. I love, like, Baral is sort of like up there in price. The, the spell, speaker, spell seeker, look at the spell I'm, seeker.
1: I know. So, I was, tell- I I was talking to Jordan it, about this on the train, and I was like looking at it, and I'm just like, you know what, you could probably do? You could probably buy this secret layer in foil, sit on it for two months. And then turn around and sell the Spellseeker back, get a decent amount of store credit, and then buy whatever Spellseeker you wanted. Because this artwork for yeah, me just does not hit, and I would much rather have the Judge foil. I
0: really wanted to like this. Like, I Spellseeker foil, obviously a sick call. Like a new Kess art. I was gonna get signed up for that immediately.
1: Um, like all these cards go together in the same deck. Like they, they, but, like it's like a cast deck. You know. I guess I'm just calling out this artist. I just don't like your art, dog. And. Not I mean, that's what that Secret Lair is ever- kind of about yeah, for a lot of people. Which is totally
0: fair. There's tons yeah. of people that are Everyone's love got this. their own
1: flavor. Also,
0: go capitalize on the fact that there's a foil spell seeker being reprinted for $40. Like, yeah. I mean.
1: And y'all might not like the cereal box stuff, and I'm okay with that. Too.
0: Yeah, uh, you're wrong, but everybody's. In I mean, their everyone. Opinions. Yeah,
2: everyone can have opinions, uh, unless you don't like Frank Frazetta, in which case get fucked. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, get wrecked. Yeah. So the last, the last little
1: thing on this December super drop is the Transformer stuff. There's uh, yeah, a yeah a Colossus, and that's pretty much all you need to know. Got some
2: more basic lands. Yeah, yeah, oh shit! Some, well, hey, do you guys like basic hey, lands? Basic lands. The extra
1: card got spoiled for the one of them, and it's like a command tower. It's command tower. So
0: sad. Ooh, you watch need out. Re- Print. Watch in out! In need of a reprint is right. You guys don't want a spoiled man. Uh,
2: when are they going to reprint Soul Ring? <laughs> like it's yeah. in dire need.
1: Oh, uh, last thing I want to say about this drop, and there's a promise, it's the last thing. If you spend more than two hundred dollars, you get a Scarab God. A
2: Scarab. Oh God. yeah, we forgot the Just Add Milk.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. I was sort of spoiled with the Just Add Milk drop, but it's an additional card for every two hundred dollars you get or that you spend. You get a copy of a Scarab God, and that's
2: a decent decent card, right? Yeah, 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 pretty
1: great card, yeah. And uh, I imagine that one's just gonna be hard to find. So I'm definitely like looking at this and adding shit to my cart to make it two hundred. F- how many how Scarab you- Gods you getting, buddy? I, at least one. <laughs> I definitely want at least one because I know that single is gonna be too much. Uh, it's gonna be too tough of a pill to swallow. It'll be say, a hot item, yeah. yeah. A
0: lot of times, like, we just look at these for value and, like, price and can we flip it and all that stuff like that. But just looking at the Just Add Milk one, even if the money's not there, I've I have seen very few things in Magic that have given me so much
2: joy recently. For as, <laughs> for as much as we talk about value, we just love playing cool cards. We love the game. Yeah. And, like, we yeah, love no. art
0: and we love funny, fun things. And this is just freaking awesome.
1: Yep. Whoever, whoever, I, I, can't, I don't know who the artist is, but whoever did that art, like... Please do more magic. Yeah, and whoever had yeah, the idea sure. to
0: set that up and like whoever art directed yeah. that, like that's great. Whoever art directed some of those other things, you need to look for
1: a new job. Yeah, you can uh, start looking for a promotion. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well,
0: let's get into our main topic. Just a quick reminder, we're talking about card evaluation. This is probably going to be an evergreen topic. We'll talk about it all like, you know, all the time from time to time. Uh It's kind of just how do you approach it? How do you when you look at a card Uh, apropos of, you know, you just blank slate, you don't have any preconceptions in your head. Do you look at it? How do you know it's a good card?
1: I think every set we have to ask ourselves this question over and over. Every spoiler season that comes out, you know, it's like every time a card gets like for, I guess, like reeling back to like Nuka Penna, like the best example I can give is Ledger Shredder. You know, like it came out and no one evaluated it properly and then it dropped it you know two dollars and mm-hmm. now try to get your hands on one
0: Yep, exactly right um so yeah not only for like evaluation stuff you know we look at that when a new set is coming out and is getting spoiled for a draft you know we need to be kind of more prepared for that but we also look at it as you know what can we buy early before it gets too expensive and maybe look at it, flipping it or like you know buying a couple and just sitting on them for a long time for the collection uh and so i think assessment kind threat asses- or not threat assessment card assessment kind of comes into play for all these factors.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of different factors and there's just layers to it all because, like, all these cards are going to have their different purposes in uh, limited, sealed, you know, like constructed and eternal formats, all of that.
0: Right. So, this is a big topic. So, let's narrow it down a little bit. Just talking about the most recent draft experience we've all had together is Brothers War.
1: Yeah, we've been dabbling quite a bit in the draft scene on Arena with this. And I, I think it's just like helped bolster our. Uh, our opinions on like what we think and how we evaluate these cards. Yep. And, yeah. That most recent. I
2: mean, about. evaluation happens in context, right? hundred percent.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep.
0: So you're, yeah, you're going to get your initial perspective on it when you just see the, you know, the list spoiled. And then once you see it, like when you're playing it or you see someone playing it against you at a draft and you start kind of clicking and the wheels start turning. And for me, that's one of the best parts about magic. Yeah. So Evan, what are you talking about? Like what kind of card are you looking at for brothers war? um and like how you maybe assessed its value is it good or bad
1: i actually wanted to change mine last second okay so i was looking at misery shadow and i think we all just know that card's good uh i want to look at the card sitting right next to it and that is mechanized
0: warfare yo okay. because
1: like there were plenty of drafts where i had the opportunity to take this and i did so this is
0: real quick. A one red red enchantment. It says, essentially, if an artifact or red source you control would deal damage to a player, it deals one more
1: damage. Yeah, it to anything. You know, it just or to, damage. yeah. It's damage to anything. It just yeah. deals one additional. And, like, while that effect, like, reads really, really good, like, I felt like there were going to be enough options in draft for this to, like, for the payoff to be there. To, like, help me win games. But I, I, if I'm being real with you, it just does not pull the weight you think it does for a rare.
0: Right. Well, here's the funny thing. I have the uh, kind of an opposite context from you, and this kind of all speaks to you know uh, how card assessment varies. Uh, I did not think this was that good in initially when we were drafting, but now switching over and playing a little more constructed on arena, mono red aggro has been up my ass lately, and a lot of them. Are doing quite well with this as their top end.
2: context in mono red aggro uh, you know mono red aggro always has most of the tools in every constructed environment mm-hmm. it's just the difference of does it have uh, a couple little things to push it over the edge so yes. in context this card is the necessary piece that pushes it over the edge you know or I can't tell you how many
0: times I've yeah. lost lost to this card. Like, I lost a matchup on a fight. I've just died just because it burnt out and I was accounting for, you know, the two damage, three damage on these burn spells and all of a sudden they're becoming three to four damage just changed the game.
1: Yeah, this card uh, has a wider, like, view than like let's say Cavalcade of Calamity like in Constructed I see Cavalcade all the time where that that card is a one in a red enchantment that says whenever you, a creature you control attacks it deals one damage to defending player before you know before blocker right or damage and all that so like in a lot more aggressive decks in go white strategies pioneer, like go wide yes yeah. like mono red weenies essentially like that is the card that they're trying to like use but in standard right now in constructed for sure mechanized warfare is just seeing so much more play than that the cavalcade ever did because it encompasses so many more cards Like, you can use so many more cards that fit under this umbrella that do the additional damage. And that's essentially why I evaluated it so highly. I figured that when we were playing this set, because it is Brothers War, and there's all these artifact creatures, and there's, you know, if you can focus into this, like, funnel your strategy towards this card, you're likely to create a, a consistent strategy that doesn't necessarily need it, one. But when you have it, you... Definitely break parity, like there's winning game. There's
2: lots of cards that do better when that's on the board. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of other pieces that fit with it.
1: Like, a lot of the Unearthed stuff is in red, and they're all mostly artifact creatures, or they all are artifact creatures, so you would assume, Yeah. like, hey, this is going to deal one more additional damage on top of that, which is going to be the difference in a 20-life game.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, it kind of seemed too small to me at first of an effect, but having Played against it plenty of times at this point, uh, it sucks to play <laughs> to play against. Yeah, yep. if I don't have interaction for it on the stack, I feel like I get locked out pretty
2: fast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, mono red is gonna win if it has enough gas. Mm-hmm. So, if you put a little more gas in the tank, anything that does that is gonna push it over the edge 100 That's you know? a little
0: more gas for
1: sure. Yeah, it doesn't have card draw, it doesn't have anything, it just deals additional damage, which is all red wants to do.
2: Yep,
0: exactly. I mean, just like in a small vacuum sense, you know, lightning strike is the new lightning bolt in standard right now it's one in Mm -hmm. the red three three damage still and i'm playing mono blue with the hottie jinn hottie jinn is four toughness all of a sudden lightning strikes are taking out four four toughness creatures and that really starts warping things in a different perspective that red has not had i mean
2: for 30 years the lightning bolt uh three toughness line has been one of the core metrics for like evaluating a card. Right. You start you shifting know?
0: that just a little bit into your favor, you know, and things start changing for sure. So I think red is actually honestly a really good spot right now. A lot of the recent yeah. prints, this this set especially, is especially did a lot for red, I think.
1: Yeah. And just to re- reiterate in draft, this card, not so great. In larger constructive formats, this card's great. If you, that is if you draft a, a card a gr- yeah, Again, context. Yeah, yeah. The context, the evaluation yeah. here.
0: Yeah, exactly. If I think if you draft a goaded model red deck, like if you can if you get past all the aggro panragon strong bulls and whatever that one drop menace,
1: oh my guy. god the strong bull is insane with this yeah the strong Sacrifice bull goes fucking crazy bro instead. 100% yeah, yeah. That's so great
0: uh yeah i think there's some context but yeah i mean it is definitely better in a mono red show which is hard to kind of do sometimes when you're drafting uh chris what about you like anything from the set that kind of stuck out to you that you had some initial assessment on
2: yeah uh phyrexian dragon engine yeah and i gotta say this one worked out for me i feel like it definitely did work for me in games so uh it's an artifact creature three colorless i believe two two double strike yep with unearth at two red three colorless and when you unearth it you discard your hand or you may discard your hand and draw three cards yes. so i saw this card uh in draft and i went i, I immediately went for it like you know just it's not uh, ignoring the meld because the meld is not going to happen Correct. in draft yeah right uh but you know, a 2-2 two, two double strike for three, three colorless. I can just slot that in any deck. So yeah. for, yes. first of all, pulling that out of the pack, going, all right, this goes in any deck. Great. And that that's a great strategy for Brothers Ward, like pursuing the artifact creature lines. It just gives They're you really lots great. of possibilities as you go through the draft. Um but then the other part of that is looking at the Unearth ability, which mirrors Ox of Agonis or Ox of Agonis or, or whatever, how you pronounce it, which definitely put in work in the standard environment and seeing that ability and knowing how that gave decks just like tons of gas late in the game, yep. uh, which, you know, card draw is something missing from a lot of draft environments, you know, because you don't have that uh, that pool to, to concentrate your card draw effects So, uh, just seeing those things on the card, uh, you know, and in addition to the body not being so bad, it's a good rate, 2-2 double strike, Mm -hmm. Um, just those things, I I saw that card and I was like, this card is gonna be a beast for me, and it was a beast. Like, I, I gotta say, like, it put in work.
1: Yeah, I've been hot on this since I saw it. Like, I saw it, just like you said, three colorless mana, 2-2 two, two, double strike in the draft format. Double strike's real good. Takes yeah. over the
2: game. You four four damage is going to, you know, take care of most opposing creatures. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. And there's a decent amount of, like, uh, like, bump spell, like, things that, like, add a plus one, plus one counter, or just, like, a buff spell, like, that just for the turn... And then all of a sudden, you start doing the math, and I'm like, oh, double strike is twice that amount. And all of a sudden, it's a 5-5, five five hitting for 10, and it
1: just gets yeah. insane. The like- unearth becomes like a side benefit. It's not even like your main goal anymore. You're just trying yeah. to put a, you know, buff a 3-mana th- 2-2 two, two double right.
2: strike. Well, they're one or two pieces of removal in a 40-card deck. You know, they're going to send it at yeah. that firexine Dragon engine, and then turn to. 5. Hey, it's back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I reloaded my hand along the way. Yes. Yeah. The...
0: For me, it was the discard your hand, draw three cards. That was the undervalued part on my end. Like I, I drafted it one time, and I was playing against Evan, and we we're just sitting in my graveyard, and we had like gassed out into like a super late game, and I just looked down, and I'm like, oh, I, I had no cards in hand. I was like, oh, I could just draw three right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I feel like uh, when you're looking at a card, uh, discard your hand being in the rules text is like a hint from wizards, like, "Hey, maybe, maybe reevaluate this." Yes, like a lot right. of the best cards in Magic include that in their rules text. Like, Why Eye Diamond, right <laughs> I, there. Yeah, I
1: mean, I undervalued Matt Courier for a long time, but that card is great.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, sweet. I'll get to my thing from Brothers War draft. Uh, this was from the very first pre-release draft. We did the pre-release. Um. I went in blind. I didn't do really any research going into it. And for me, it was Levitating Statue.
1: I love that card. You still sing its praise. I think it's great. You I think it's awesome. target it in draft.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do. It's. I don't think, now that I've drafted Brothers War maybe like 15 times at this point, I target it maybe a little less, but I still think in the right build. If you're in like an aggro, is it deck kind of build, I think it's great. Um, It's a two-mana artifact with flying, and then you pay two-mana, and it becomes a 1-1 one, one creature. Uh, and also, has the other text, it says, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on it. So you just kind of get this unassuming two-drop that just starts building counters. I put it in, in like, the prowess deck with the uh, third-path Iconoclast, the blue-red guy that makes uh, soldiers, as well as I pulled uh, Monastery Swiss Spear, so you get a little prowess trigger going. The wing commando, so you're uh, buffing that guy in the air. And so I was like, oh, Wing Commando's pretty broken good. Plus, uh, the statue is kind of a backup on that. You're kind of getting all these, like, ledger shredder y type effects, you know?
2: Uh, so you're finding, like, things that work with it. And then also, like, it's reminding you of other cards that you know have worked well for you. Totally.
0: Yeah, exactly. Great, great point. It's just, like, I'm seeing similarities to other cards in the past that have been successful. Ledger shredder is a great card. You know, I, I know. By losing to it all the time, that flyers are great in draft. So in my head, I'm like, maybe I should start pulling flyers. And then I saw this thing after get like knowing that Wing Commando was really good. I saw this, and I'm like, holy shit! This is essentially Wing Commando
1: and, and adjacent. Yeah, I mean every like every draft set has that two and a blue two two flyer with keyword mechanic, which is you
0: know. usually a good
1: card. Yeah, usually great. Usually and a decent card, especially since it falls in the common slot every single time.
0: Yeah. So this just backs that up and uh, it was pretty easy to put together a strategy from there. You know, you wanted the prowess, so you get some removal, some, some combat tricks like Red is wanting to do. Whirling Strike was really good in that set I found. Uh, and then I found a lot of the times that people did not assess that card properly. I would just cast it and they're like, what's that do? Okay. And just forget about it. And then three turns later they swing at me and I go to block and I have a 4-4 and I kill their 3-3 that they were not expecting. And they're like, wait, what does it do? And then they read the actual card for the first time. And uh, I love cards like that. I yeah. love cards that just have way more value than what they read on the card.
1: Yeah, people don't see that it's a 1-1. One, one. Otherwise, it would die as soon as you activated Correct. it. Correct. Like,
0: you'd have to have a counter on it before you activated it. But yeah, so they don't see that... They see the die of how many counters I'm keeping track of, but they don't see that when I play it 2 to, to make it into a creature, it gets technically one bigger right uh and
1: that i found
0: was a pretty nifty combat trick in several of my drafts actually
1: yeah i guess card evaluation in this set has been so kooky it's It's true like the colorless creatures and and i guess i don't want to like funnel this discussion and just talking about this set but we want to expand on uh, after this but like the colorless creatures i think were, were the prototype creatures were pr- weren't properly evaluated until later on people were to do able to do more drafts and i think that we're going to see that moving forward in other sets too like constructed you're going to see that those prototype creatures don't necessarily need to be in decks that run the prototype colors like you can nope. still get there reanimation or just Which later is in the game that has a ton of they know? got
2: one mode that's going to work every time yeah yep. and if you, you get the mode gravy yeah
1: yep. doesn't matter phyrexian flesh gorger is amazing you yeah. know when they even a seven <laughs> even at seven. It's a great
0: yeah. set, great top
2: end i feel like a lot of times when wizards and passes done alternative costs on cards uh or or i don't i don't know if there's technically an alternative cost it's, it's definitely so. not a an alternative cost in the Term of art, how that's used, but it's something similar. Uh, in the past, when they've done it, there's definitely been one cost that's way better than the other cost. Yeah, Whereas right. on these prototype cards, it's just, I feel great about, you know, casting it at either. Yeah. Flesh Gorge on
0: three is great. Flesh Gorge on seven, great. Yeah. yeah
1: Steel Seraph, great at three.
0: Steel Seraph is
1: cracked. Five or six for the other one, but it's like still great even then.
2: Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, prototype will shed an ability. It definitely sheds power and toughness. Yeah. but Man, it's good at both CMCs. Yes, it is. It's great design on these cards.
1: Yeah. I, I think that overall, the set, great design entirely. I, I haven't had a bad experience with just an exclusively like Brothers War Draft or pre-release or sealed or whatever. Um, so evaluating cards from this set has been iffy. You know, I think it's it's taken time yeah. to like, I, and that's what's going to take. It for, for you to understand, like, you, are listeners out there, to, like, really understand a set is just play it a bunch. You're going to start, like, seeing interactions you didn't see before, and, like, that comes down with, like, new commander decks you're building. Like, you're going to see things that you think are going to work really, really well, and they you're going to play three or four games, and you finally see that interaction you thought was going to work really well come up, and it just doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. it's experience. It's, like, getting out there, seeing what other players are doing and everything like that. It's going to ultimately improve your assessment abilities and how you evaluate cards
0: totally and uh shout out our last episode talking on playing other formats and i think it really kind of bleeds into this topic of playing other formats teaches you to assess the same card on very different levels yep you Um, don't get
2: locked into your tunnel vision of just being exactly. are like, well, I know these lines of play. You've seen other lines of play. You've seen different contexts for the cards. Like- right.
0: You like to play the same colors all the time. So you yep. see a same card in the same context,
1: but you splash a different color. And now different cards are interacting with the same card you are used to. And I'm enjoying the game more because of that. Because we've been playing different yes. formats. There have been so many So much more interesting. I, I see a set, and I just go, well, there's like three cards I would play exactly, for Commander. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly now, what I was getting to. It's just like, you yeah. see a
0: set, and we're like, is it CDH viable? Is it busted? Can I put it in a CDH deck? No. What about a casual Commander deck? no all right move on or like the playable modern or you're like maybe four cards for commander all right cool uh but then all of a sudden now we're like all right so we're looking at it we got to get ready for the draft what are great commons and uncommons that's my favorite part about that and getting started there and then seeing kind of the way the flavor and lore of the actual set bleeds in with the mechanics is always really interesting and i feel like that gets missed sometimes when you're not just there taking in the single set as a draft or pre-release experience uh, and then, yeah, and then moving into all of a sudden now we're for doing it on arena, and all of a sudden we have all these cards, so might as well build some constructed decks and see how they play in standard. Yeah,
2: shout out to the designers at, at Wizards of the Coast, like you know, highly did a great job.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. you are having to crank out th- 1,000 sets every year at this point, and I just don't know how you do it without killing yourselves. But uh, I feel like we're about to have like a real, I don't know china factory making iphone situation pretty quick here
1: yeah we'll see how it like how it all irons out but yeah the real mvps at wizards of the coast are right now the designers who are balancing this game and and all facets i know yeah. that like not every format is balanced at its core but like these people who are putting in all this hard work have definitely gone the lengths to make sure that draft sealed standard pioneer are all balanced, right? They're now.
0: even factoring commander now and yeah. you know, they have to so, factor in all these different formats. Wording is very important. And there you go, yeah. threat assessment on all these different levels that these guys have to keep track of like yes. while they're making the game.
1: Yeah, I would say that like as a, an experienced player and you like even you as you uh get out there and you're playing draft more and you're evaluating cards, when you start taking commons over the rares in the packs, that's when you start Seeing more W's in your like in your win,
0: once they're big brain in it, you're like, I need this uncommon because it works great with these three commons I just picked up. All of a sudden, the machine's going now. It's just like, if I get a rare, perfect, it fits in great. If not, whatever,
1: yeah. It kind of like I remember playing draft way back in the day, and it was not a rare redraft, which I'll I'll explain in just a second. But we used to just open packs, crack them, pass, you know, and if there was a valued card in there, you would just take it because of the monetary value and pass and go and go and go and you would be like, am I even playing this? No, I'm setting it off to the side. Yeah, you build the deck, but hey, cool, I
0: pulled a cool card while I did it, you know.
1: Yeah, and so you just pass it off to the side and you're just like, that's mine now, but the one thing that like has changed like me as like when I get together with my friends and I decide I want to draft is doing a rare redraft, which is like you all draft and you build a deck and then you play, you kind of set up like a bracket or you do a round Robin and you keep track of your record. See who has w- had more wins. And the tiebreaker usually comes down to like, Oh, did you beat Jordan? Well, Jordan lost to Chris and you know, and then you yeah, just... the two
0: people who tied the winner of that. Yeah. Match
1: and wins. you can iron things out that way. But what happens is at the end of it, everyone takes all of their rares and value cards and puts them back into the middle and then the person who did the best that day gets first choice and then second gets the next choice and so on and so forth and they just cycle until all the value cards have been claimed or taken right or whatever you know
0: promotes good deck building in the draft it promotes like accurate card uh assessment instead of just going for the chase
2: yeah the last time we did that i took home a Stoneforge mystic which i think jordan you were the one that drafted that initially and you didn't even play it
0: i yeah i I mean yeah. if we were play we did a chaos draft and there was at least like 4 to 6 Kamigawa uh packs in the draft and nobody opened an equipment there was two equipment That's true. and they were yeah. dog shit equipments so I just like I didn't mean to just pick one uh pick one the mythic but I just I thought I was going to have a natural synergy and I just never saw it so yeah
2: I said it aside. I think Ritter's just rubbing it in right now. Yeah, I mean, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout <laughs> out. He's just bragging. Well, I, he mean, I mean, it also goes into like, uh, you know, a uh, card assessment. Like Stoneforge is a great card and yes. it's a, it's a multi format all star. And you thought it would put in that work in our draft because but, we had a lot of equipment heavy sets and it just didn't work out that way. Yeah,
0: that's, it's a card in draft that is not good by itself, it yep. requires you to draft. A certain type of way, and like that feeds into card assessment, you know. Yeah,
2: I mean that's something that I mean because you grab that out of the first pack you opened, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Like you definitely make that move, but maybe if you're drafting, you see Stoneforge on like the third pack, it I don't it doesn't take it. Yeah, you don't take it because you probably didn't take a lot of other equipment along yeah. the way. Right? If you happen
0: yeah. to like hell yeah, go for it. But yeah, it's what, hard. It's hard to plan for it.
1: What was the the kunai thing that you kept going for. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, I
0: literally, it was the only equipment in my entire deck, bro. It was the whatever the kunai from Kamigawa, Niakawagawa was.
1: It was games were fought over the <laughs> kunai because Jordan <laughs> and I had our first match against each other and it was just like crazy because any three damage, even though the kunai would just go away forever, any three damage in the position properly would derail my whole board. And so we had I I was just spending removal on like while being tapped out like
0: five mana tutor for a three damage spell out of your deck. And it was awful and not good. But we wasted a lot of time fighting over it. That's for sure. Fight a lot over it
1: in the in the game. Uh, But yeah, it's it's great to like have someone be rewarded for proper card evaluation and proper assessment yeah you just built a better deck yeah you built a better deck and like you just you searched out the key strategy points and chaos drafts definitely make it like kind of crazy make it insane yeah Yeah. um But yeah, congrats right around on the Stoneforge. G-G's, G-G's. And to all of you out there who are drafting and just kind of keeping like the Chase Mythics as you open packs, just maybe encourage your friend group to try the Rare Yeah, Rack if you're not drafting once. a
0: store. you don't like you,
2: it, just go back to what you're doing.
0: Yeah, if you're just drafting with friends not at the store, I think it's a great idea. Like,
2: try new stuff, guys. <laughs> in magic, in life. In just, life. Just, yeah, maybe maybe you'll find something new like. Moral yeah. of the yeah. episode,
0: try new things. Yeah, try new things. You never know what you'll find.
1: Yeah. All right, guys.
0: Uh, I'm actually good. This, I, this is everything
1: I want that to talk about. That was a great note to end on. Yeah, right. it was nope. extremely
0: yeah. positive. Evan started off on a real low. Real old brand. What did I, yeah. did I start off? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cut back to it real quick for the audience.
1: <laughs> I'll make sure to edit it out. <laughs> all right,
0: guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Mock Stars podcast. If, uh, if you liked listening to us, we have a couple more episodes out. Check them out on YouTube, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Do also that subscribe thing. Also do that subscribe thing, dude. We got all the stuff down below. Insta, all the socials, all that bullshit. Hit us up. Otherwise, we'll see you next Friday for another episode of the Mock Stars podcast. Peace.
2: Bye-bye. See ya.